You're listening to Recruiter Connections, a conversational podcast with industry professionals about career success. Today, I'm talking to Brooke Belashek, who is a building services electrical engineer in Brisbane. Uh, Brooke and I have known each other for a number of years now, and she's working at the University of Queensland as a senior project manager in their infrastructure department. Hi, Brooke. Hi. So we're really looking forward to chatting to you today and particularly as the first female that I've interviewed um, in engineering. So I think really looking forward to some of your insights. What I want to know first is what inspired you to choose engineering? Well, um, my inspiration for engineering came at a very young age. Um, Most people when they're about six years of age will be wanting to be an astronaut or a doctor or all these amazing things. Um, Engineering is an amazing thing and um, I wanted to be an engineer. I guess it came from my father's in construction um, and he always a construction foreman and used to bring home the drawings and lay them out I remember on the lounge room floor um, looking at everything on the weekends getting ready for his week um, very passionate about his work and I used to lay down next and ask lots and lots of questions um, that curiosity I don't think has ever left um, for me but I think I, I was um, yeah sort of said that I'd be an architect and an engineer because the world is your oyster um, my father told me at the time you've got to choose one or the other um, but I kept on the path and um, said that I wanted to be both and yeah I think um, during school I was reasonably good at maths seemed to align with engineering had a curious mind so um, kept on the same path all the way through enrolled in engineering and then um, maybe queried is this really where I want to be or did I just think I wanted to be here but um, I've never regretted it loved every part of my career and uh, yeah it's taken me to interesting places met interesting people and wonderful projects so wonderful to at at what point were you did you sort of query thinking first year uni definitely um mainly I'd always I entered university thinking I want to do civil engineering um I studied um at central Queensland University and they had a wonderful course a co-op degree that did work experience and things throughout it um, first year though they exposed you to multiple disciplines so that you could work out and you didn't choose your um, your core discipline until the second year so you did a bit of civil a bit of electrical a bit of mechanical um, enjoyed everything um, and uh, I sort of made the decision and then really while I was questioning which discipline will I go out under um, I didn't go down civil um, I think I did that overall you know what else could I do and I looked at all these different careers which I think I think I would have loved you know multiple careers it's all about showing that interest and as long as you're lo- always learning along the way so oh, at the end of the first year I decided that civil was brilliant but maybe wouldn't be for me long term and um, would you believe it, I tossed a coin um, between electrical and mechanical, um, landed on electrical and, and there I went. Um, but, you know, in more recent parts of my career, I've been looking at overall building services and things. So sort of brings me back that I could have, you know, gone down any of those streams and probably enjoyed it. You never know, you might end up doing architecture as well one day. <laughs> yeah, well, you never know. <laughs> it's all re- more relevant. That's right. So in your class, was there many other female engineers or um probably similar to what it's been sort of um for a while so the percentage of females was about nine or ten percent um in the course that I did um so 
yeah, you know, um, more than I think going into engineering, everyone said that there wasn't too many in, um, you know, nine, ten percent for me at that point was a positive. I thought there's more than I thought there would be. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely sitting in a room um, much more full of males um, than what I was used to um, at, in a co-ed school was definitely started at university. Why don't more females get involved in engineering? Uh, good question that we've got to keep asking. Um, I think there's multiple reasons. There's not just one answer to that. Um, but throughout like um, various times, um, I did some work in Townsville when I worked um, was with uh, Engineering Australia Committee and we did some work with um, school kids. Um, amazingly, like in year 9 or 10 before they chose their electives for 11 and 12, and um, all I can say is through my experience, the surveys that we did. So we did a survey at the start and then we'd do like a two-day workshop with them, tell them a bit more about engineering and then um, do a survey at the end. Um, and it's really, uh, you know, what subjects do they enjoy and coming down to it. Um, and a lot of them, even if, you know, the more traditional math, science, which are, you know, the paths towards engineering um, were their favourite subjects, they, um, when you ask them the survey at the start, they'd never even considered engineering. Um, and I think it's because it's probably not spoken about that much. It's not one of those careers that up until recently you really see on TV or anything like that. Um, and so uh, a lot of males would think about it because they're generally thinking engineering's that, you know, that sort of forte. But I think it's just educating people. Um, what was really interesting is we had a brilliant um, engineer in our committee um, who worked for council at the time. And she, we all did a bit of a presentations about what our, where our careers had taken us so far, and we showed these um, these schoolgirls that she's like, you know, you think that engineering's like this with the hard hats and the high vis and stuff, and it can be, um, but a lot of them, are, you know, we're consultants, and I wear my high heels to work every day, and I bake for my friends, and I do all this stuff, and I'm an engineer, and I love it. And um, it's just changing that perception of really what what is engineering and there's multiple strands and types and, and how you can make a difference. And and I think that engineering is definitely more than just maths and science. You know, we were talking earlier about some core values and other skills that you need to be successful in this career. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Very true. It is more about the academic part. I think um, traditionally – a lot of um, engineers do um, have an academic background and go towards engineering, um, but definitely through my experience, um, you need those real technical people and academics. But some of the most successful engineers um, that I've worked with and um, you know be around or aspire to um, learn from are those that have what I call, I guess, the core skills um, and and values that make them good at what they do. And some of those things um, are working out what the core values to themselves are. Um, I know I've done a lot of self-reflection through my times through the years and know um, authenticity is a huge one for me, um, making sure that you keep true to yourself and the wider industry. Um, and so being an engineer and being um, charted through Engineers Australia and Code of Ethics um, is something that I keep in the forefront of my mind. It's not just something that happens once, it sort of carries through. Um, but those core 
core values that I talk about, um, communication, um, being honest and upfront, um, really, I think uh, are the difference between lots of the um, engineers out there that, j- that have those skills, math, science, um, and engineers that can really make a difference in the world and the community and, and get their message across and get listened to. Diversity is a big thing. What do you think employers can gain by um, having a more gender diverse workforce? Well, I think there's lots of there's lots of um, studies and surveys and everything out there that'll tell you a whole lot of information. Um, I I'm definitely um, and actively support you know females in the workforce and female um, engineers um, and the overall diversity. But I think um, really it's leaders of organizations um being open-minded in general um not just like about their employers um about their employers values um employees values um what they do um not just what they look like but also um how they operate um you know whether there's flexible working or not and different things and that open-mindedness um by default creates these diverse cultures which um, you see organizations be very successful in I think if you if you've got an organizations with leaders that might have a more closed-minded um, effect sometimes that limits um, what you see as a result and that can be a lack of diversity and a lack but it also gives you that lack of um, lack of opportunity in just business and leadership and um, and then, you know, you can see that they might get stagnant or might not be have the same success or open-mindedness to look to the future as, you know, those diverse workplaces. How do employers attract more female engineers or female um, employees? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's an interesting one. I guess it's um, working out what or why they want to attract female employees. That's what I um, employees is what I would say. Um, as I fully support and encourage, you know, women in the workplace, uh, you know, as much as anyone else. Um, and there's a lot of different discussions that people have passionate um, views on about quotas and things like that. Um, I guess I mentioned earlier, I think authenticity, and I would say as an organization, you need to work out what's your true value as an organization and what's authentic to yourself and how you operate and, and what means the most, like getting the results or having people sitting at their desk for 40 hours um, or, get, you know, actually seeing the results in a different way. And um, I think in a world where you can encourage um, op- that open value, um, flexible working the work from home um is definitely a way to encourage um females it's not just encourage i think um a lot of what we do is it's to attract the females to the workplace and or you know what we've done in engineering but then it's to retain them is the next challenge um i think we use four words in our engineers australia you know women in engineering and it sort of attract retain celebrate um and support and, and that's really important. So it's not just getting them in there, but making sure that they can stay happy um, and what makes them happy. And that's the retention. And, um, you know, we're definitely a more open-minded community at the moment. And I think um, this challenging 2020 with COVID has, has allowed a lot of people to stop, step, and step back and reflect on what's important to li- in life. And also they've been forced to be more open-minded about what can work. You know, the working from home arrangements now, which a lot of people were nervous about, um, 
is, is becoming more known. Um, and that sort of retention and flexibility um, can really help with females um, at various points of their career, um, you know, starting families. I know myself, I've got a four and a half year old daughter and, and that transition um, to being a parent and then um, the juggle um, between managing that and, and working um, and being passionate about your work uh, can be a real challenge. Yeah, and I think that, you know, females that uh, definitely are usually the, the main sort of caregivers or the main responsibility for the for the children in the household. So juggling that and work, it means that the they have different needs really, don't they, in, in, a, in a workplace? So, Yeah, it does and it's understanding and, um, you know, there's always, there's always exceptions but traditionally, um, in my experience, the females in the workplace are more open to having lots of discussions about the, the family and the kids and everything like that. Um, in the areas when I've worked in um, more males, um, they speak less about that. So you have a great dynamic and I have a great friendship with the colleagues at work but we probably spend they spend less time talking about you know the wives and children and about more about you know mountain biking on the weekend and things which is great I'm an outdoors person and love that too um, but then when I step into a place where there's um, more females you sort of bring in that conversation and, and um, the males love those conversations too they love talking about their kids and their parents but it's more just being in that situation where the culture and environment is created and it seems a lot of those um, conversations can start um, when you have that diversity in there. Yeah, definitely. If you're interested in viewing a list of our current vacancies, please visit our website at www.recruitr.com.au. Please bear in mind that all our vacancies are not always advertised. So please feel free to reach out to us for a personal, tailored approach to your next career steps. So, Brooke, you mentioned Women in Engineering. Can you tell me about that organisation? Yeah, well, Women in Engineering is um, a sort of subcommittee for Engineers Australia Queensland group that we have here. And so I've been involved um, for a couple of years here in Brisbane. Uh, originally, I was involved in Townsville, um, so I was in. Uh, with the Engineers Australia Townsville group um, during my time in Townsville. Um, and we had a women, in, a, quite an active women in engineering group in Townsville as well. And so I guess I think I mentioned before um, the four words uh, with this organisation and it's really um, to sort of attract females into the uh workplace, um, retain them, look at how to retain them, um, support them along the journey and to celebrate, make sure that we, we can see them and, and others can note, make, take note of all the wonderful things that female engineers are doing out there. So uh, it sort of aligns with the whole um, one of the main purposes and where Engineers Australia are very good at supporting and it's making working towards a real um, cultural diverse uh, workplace that's um, inclusive inclusive of, of, you know, all genders, um, diversities, um, ages and experience and, um, yeah, so. So what happens? Do you have meetings or? We do. We, we've got a committee um, and so we meet monthly, um, formally. Um, we're a wonderful group of women and men. Um, there's also males within our committee um, and uh, we have great discussion. Um, our meetings are based around, you know, those four items and running events through the year um, and those events, you know, um, are really, we try to make sure when we do a plan for the next year that we 
bring events around each of those four items, um, attract, retain, support, celebrate. Um, so they can go from um, formal technical discussions um, to workshops um, to dinners where we might celebrate, um, you know, females or awards um, and, you know, females that might become fellow engineer um, engineers as membership and different things like that. So, um, yeah, the meetings are a really good group of people. Um, we also run events um, called Eng Connect. Um, they're wonderful. They're, um, we've, I think Engineers Australia and the Women in Engineering have run them for a number of years and they're always free events. They're always offered um, during work hours um, and the purpose is really a lot of the females that are taking a career break which may be just a break from the career. It could be um, to have kids. It could be, you know, to study or things like that. But keeping them in touch um, with their industry and having those open discussions, which is really amazing. Um, I know when I had my daughter um, and spent some months, um, you know, raising her, I went to a couple of those events and, and it, it's always wonderful to be in a room. They're always kid-friendly, so you bring the kids along. Um, that's what they're made, often at different libraries around um, – you know, uh, Brisbane um, or different events and, you know, took the daughter and to be there and, you know, sometimes you, um, when you're having those career breaks, males and females, anyone um, welcome, you, you want to just keep in touch with the industry and, you know, having a forum to do that's really important. That's a fantastic idea because I remember even after having my children and even having just the short break that I did, it is really daunting to go back to work because your mind is in such a different headspace when you're in baby land. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> so to keep touch, that's a really, really great idea. What are some of the other events that you do? Uh, well, this year has been a bit um, tougher. Bit of so, a fizzer. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been a learning curve. So we've been um, – more moving to the online webinars um, and trying to work with that. Although we, we had a few um, events that we were really keen to um, to do, but they're ones that would be important in person. Um, so we're hoping that we can continue those over to next year. Um, so oh, we, we try to do a leadership series or something um, through, the, through the year. Um, I think uh, earlier this year or last year, um, we spoke a bit about like um, marketing um, and marketing yourself and understanding, you know, when you meet someone, um, how you can do that. It was, we, we did a similar thing in um, Townsville and I thought it was really interesting, but we did like, um, I guess, a speed meeting. So uh, speed networking, sorry. Um, and that was, you know, um, being in a room, we had a great attendance and, you know, having three minutes and to introduce yourself and, and see what you, what you can pick up from someone else and what you can explain about yourself um, and, you know, in that time because those sorts of things are in the industry and going to events or conferences or meeting a client for the first time, um, you know, can be really key and some people don't go to events because they find that part uncomfortable um, and often the only way, you know, to get more comfortable, um, you need to do it more. And so being in a safe environment where we could like speed network um, is, you know, I think it was a really good way um, to meet a lot of people, which was really great. Um, I always love meeting people. But um, I, I saw and had some feedback from others that, uh, you know, it helped them to gain their confidence to go to more events and to say, hey, it's not so scary when you get out and start meeting people. So 
What a great idea, practicing your elevator pitch on each other because yeah, where else can you get to do that? That's right, yeah, Cre- creating those environments that you can learn those skills that will help and deliver um, elsewhere through the careers is really important. So do you need to be a member of um, Engineers Australia to be involved in women in engineering or...? No, um, always welcome. Anyone's welcome. Um, and I'll say that not you don't need to be an engineer to come to our events um, and things. Um, so, you know, they're, they're always um, advertised and, you know, there's, there's member, uh, you write down if you're a member or a student or, or other, but um, they're always open to, to anyone in the community and would encourage it. So um, often, you know, it's, it's hard to put people our industry is so intertwined. Um, so, you know, whether you call yourself an engineer, project manager or a consultant or a project officer or all those sorts of things, um, you know, just being in the industry and being around like-minded, you know, positive people is really good. What sort of advice would you give to young females um, considering their career path? And maybe considering engineering. Uh, good question. Um, I think my biggest advice would be be true to yourself and understand how you can do that. Um, it's a skill that I think it's even taken me up until the last two to three years to really realise, and that's the importance of self reflection. Um, I've always been, you know, driven, I think, and um, I always think a lot. I would say I'm an overthinker. Um, so I automatically I thought that I did reflect because I'm always overthinking everything. You must reflect. But the art of true reflection is really being able to step back, um, take a holistic view of yourself or where you're heading or what you want, um, what your authentic self wants, um, and um, being able to do that. So then you can sort of see if you're heading in the direction where you think you are. Um, so the the art of reflecting is definitely um, something that I'm working on and continuing to work on um, and learning a lot about. And it helps in um, your career. It helps in your projects um, that you work on. Uh, it helps you help others and it helps you in um, your everyday life as well, family, friends, things like that. So personally, you you mentioned that um, you were undertaking a life coaching course. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Sounds fantastic. Yeah, I guess that's my um, curiosity and I think I always have a, a thirst to continue continually learn um can be a good thing it can also mean that you um keep yourself so busy um you never have much downtime um but keeping authentic to myself that's obviously what I like um so uh it matches um yeah I've been partaking in um life coaching um so the life coaching college um is based in Melbourne but runs all around and been learning a lot of things um through that course um which just uh, helps you understand um, being true to yourself um, and not putting your map on other people. Um, so true coaching, I guess, um, in regards to engineering, it, it's taught me a lot about the difference between being a mentor and being a coach. Um, and they can be two very important things. Um, but uh, coaching is all about finding um, someone else or helping someone else to find their true self and their true um understanding and path um, and helping them on that journey um mentoring is really important with engineering and often you know happens and that 
is teaching people through your experience and lots of technical knowledge and um, experiences like that. Um, I don't think I've ever really been coached through my career until more recently and the power of coaching is really, really wonderful Um, and, yeah, being able to – ideally I can help other people go through those journeys and, um, you know, help them find out what really works for them and um, what makes them happy. Well, you've got a lot of great experience to, to share. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. It's been interesting or a first for me, um, but uh, yeah, it's been wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate it, Brooke, and I wish you all the best. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Recruiter Connections podcast. My name is Marla Ludikins and my podcast partner is Simone Roberts. We are recruitment professionals in the engineering and built environment industry. You can find us at www.recruiter.com.au, which is www.recruiter.com.au.